Lecture Topic Being Consciously Grateful When Visiting the Haramain Sherifain these are just some little reminders for ourselves a little discussion that we have sometimes nothing but a reminder and this reminder is very important, very necessary the Quran Sharif Allah himself gives us the importance of this reminder Remind for verily a reminder benefits the believers. Tan fa'ul mu'mineen benefits, keeps benefiting. So the same things that may have been heard many, many times. But the maqsadi is to remind ourselves because the reminder keeps the lesson fresh and it helps to practice on what is supposed to be practiced on. So some universal lessons, few universal lessons, universal lessons in the sense that it applies for all times, for all places, it is not exclusive to any time and any place, but the importance of time and place make it so much more important as well. Things become more important, gain greater virtue due to the time sometimes in which it is applicable in and sometimes the place and sometimes other related aspects so among the universal lessons one is the aspect of shukr so shukr for every bounty of Allah Ta'ala this is fundamentally important when shaitan was expelled from the heavens so in the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala mentions many many places this detail about the expulsion of shaitan and the Quran Sharif is not a book of just history or historical facts Quran Sharif is a kitab of tarbiyat it's a kitab of hidayat so the incidents that are mentioned in the Quran Sharif are not for the sake of some historical record but it is for Ibrat, for Hidayat, for a lesson so the same incident sometimes is mentioned several times, sometimes many times and among the incidents that are mentioned several times is the incident about Shaitan's expulsion from Jannat because there is a very fundamental lesson to learn from it so one lesson that is very fundamental in it is what brought about his debasement, what brought about his fall from where he was. He was on the level of being Mu'allimul Malaika, being on the level of the one who was tutoring and teaching the Malaika and came to the level of where he is completely rejected eternally. So the fall came فَهَبِتْ مِنْهَا فَمَا يَكُونُ لَكَ أَن تَتَكَبَّرَ فِيهَا فَخْرُجْ إِنَّكَ مِنَ الصَّاغِرِينَ You had no right to come and be proud here. What basis you had for any pride? So this debating with Allah Ta'ala 
about why must I be making sajda to Adam alayhi salam, the stepped out of pride. So pride, pride brought about the downfall. And this is a universal lesson. This is one of the most important and fundamental lessons. Pride has never taken a person forward in life, can never take a person anywhere forward. <coughs> Let alone in deen, that is obvious. Even in dunya. Even in dunya, pride has never taken anybody anywhere forward. Has always caused a problem some way or the other. Has always resulted in some difficulty, some hardship, some complication. It has always created some problem some way or the other. There has never been a place where pride has ever been a source of any goodness. It can never be. Neither in matters, obviously, without any question in matters of deen, that can never ever happen. And neither does this ever happen even in dunya also. It's coming forward. So that was one very fundamental lesson, the lesson that pride can never ever bring a person anywhere ahead in anything in life. But then the other lesson that is in this incident, when Allah Ta'ala expelled shaitan, so he asked for some respite. So he was given the respite till Qiyamah. So now upon that respite, he gave out a strategy of his. قَالَ فَبِمَا أَغْوَيْتَنِي لَأَقْعُدَنَّ لَهُمْ سِرَاتَكَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ Now I'm going to sit on the side of Sirat al-Mustaqeem. So the state path, like how there's a freeway, some highway, some road that is going very comfortable, very safe road, but then sometimes on the side of the road you get people with ill intent, waiting to hijack somebody, waiting to now rob someone, waiting to do all kinds of things. So Shaitan declared up front, I am going to be sitting on the side of Sirat al-Mustaqeem. Sirat al-Mustaqeem, every aspect that takes a person closer to Allah Ta'ala. Whatever is part of deen, the correct path, part of the Quran and Sunnah, and whether it is in the form of a person making some amal, some ibadat, whether it is acquiring ilm of deen, whether it is passing on deen to others, whether it is helping somebody in some need, all the aspects of deen, all put together, all part of the Sirat al-Mustafi. So everything that leads to Allah Ta'ala, everything that takes a person closer to Allah Ta'ala is part of Sirat al-Mustafi. So Shaitan says, I'll be sitting on every aspect of this path. If it is that a person is trying to now do something good, so I will put wasasa in his heart and try to derail him. He does some good, and I will try to spoil that with corrupting his intention. Well, now I couldn't stop him from the Amal itself. So the Amal now he's already engaging in it. So now to now destroy this Amal itself to corrupt the intention. So Shaitan will corrupt the intention. Sometimes he manages to corrupt it right at the beginning. And sometimes, mashallah, that Amal got done correctly. So Shaitan keeps whispering some Asasa later. But how can this now be exposed in some way so somebody recognizes it? So now that desire for that recognition of that and somehow to try and bring it out in some way or the other, some ishara, some indication here, there. So that becomes the cancellation of that amal then. From the level of ikhlas it now goes away into something else. So shaitan that's his ongoing job and his effort and his whole day and night's work to try and destroy the Amal of the Mu'min, stop him to start off with, 
if he doesn't stop him to destroy his Amr. So Shaitan gave this لَأَقْبَنَّ لَهُمْ صِرَاتَكَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ ثُمَّ لَآتِيَنَّهُمْ مِنْ بَيْنِ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَمِنْ خَلْفِهِمْ وَعَنْ أَيْمَانِهِمْ وَعَنْ شَمَائِلِهِمْ Shaitan says, I'm not just going to sit on the side only. ثُمَّ لَآتِيَنَّهُمْ مِنْ بَيْنِ أَيْدِيهِمْ I'll come from the front. مِنْ بَيْنِ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَمِنْ خَلْفِهِمْ From behind them also. From the right, from the left. From every direction I will come and try to derail and try to mislead this banda of Allah Ta'ala. And then he said something further, وَلَا تَجِدُ أَكْثَرَهُمْ شَاكِرِينَ that most would be found lacking in shukr, in gratitude. So in other words, what is learned very clearly from here is, ingratitude becomes the means of the downfall. Just as takabbur was the first part, takabbur caused the drop and fall, likewise ingratitude. This is a universal lesson, anywhere, anybody, anytime, anything. Ingratitude can never ever bring goodness to anyone. Lack of shukr will never ever bring a person forward in anything. Neither in deen obviously, not even in dunya. So the first thing was takabbur that brought shaitan's downfall. And then this was also a part in it that he was ungrateful to Allah Ta'ala. All Allah Ta'ala's bounties on him. He started thinking about it as his own achievement. That too was an ingratitude, very severe ingratitude. So now coming back to the point where we started, that these universal lessons, they are important for every place, every time, for every aspect of life, every bounty of Allah Ta'ala. But these become so much more important with the importance of time and place. So now we have been blessed with this na'mat of being in Madinah Munawara, this is a na'mad beyond all the material bounties of the entire world. Whatever a person can amass in dunya, but it can't equate to one, one second of this na'mad. So now such a great bounty, such a great na'mad of Allah Ta'ala. So the importance of this now is obviously far more than the general na'mads. Everything requires shukr. The gratitude for it is necessary in every aspect. But now this becomes so much more important because this ni'mat is so much more greater. So every ni'mat will be appreciated according to what it deserves. If a person has been given the ni'mat of food, so the ni'mat of food is that it be consumed, make shukar of Allah Ta'ala, it never be wasted. Not one drop should get wasted, not one grain should get wasted. The ni'mat of food that Mawlana was once sitting on him on his bed and eating somebody had probably presented some chana now like a snack so now people eat sometimes some snack some things so in India this is regarded as a very very cheap thing to snack on sometimes people sometimes the poor people they survive on it there's nothing else to eat they'll just chew some chana and carry on with life so it was regarded as a very very cheap commodity. So now this one chana while eating it one fell out of his hand and it fell off the bed rolled somewhere under the bed. It might have been at night it was very dimly lit. So now he was not 
young at that time, he was in his advanced age, despite his advanced age, he got off the bed and now in that darkness, semi-light, he is trying to look for it under the bed, one grain of chana. So somebody observed this, he said, but now it's one chana now, you see that one chana is Allah Ta'ala's risk. And by showing disregard for that, if Allah Ta'ala then closes the door of risk, who's going to open it? Because that's all Allah Ta'ala's risk. And to show disregard for even one iota of Allah's risk is a major thing. One is something by happened by mistake or spur or something. But something deliberate now, showing disregard, showing lack of any consideration, that Allah Ta'ala has risked this. So this should not get wasted, this should not get uh, just discarded in that way and squandered. Unfortunately, these things are very common problems on occasions and people with the eating out culture and whatever else. How much of this just gets wasted and gets thrown away? What a major issue this is. But because when things become common, the mind doesn't go to it. Whereas Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us from all these kind of halads, but we taste a little of that, what it means to even people standing in a queue for maybe an hour or so just to get a loaf of bread, people who could afford to buy a bakery. People who could afford to buy a bakery also had to stand in the queue for a loaf of bread. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. So now this, this is a little reminder that how, how great that risk of Allah is. That at that time a person now appreciates every drop, every grain, every slice of that bread. So every ni'mat will be appreciated according to what that ni'mat deserves. So now the ni'mat of these, of this nature, the ni'mat of being blessed with the Mubarak, with the time in the Mubarak places of the Haramain Sharifain, that ni'mat requires that it be then used correctly, the time be used correctly. The time is a very, very precious commodity, more precious than all the other things. There's nothing that can buy the time back. Many things, sometimes a person says that if this now gets broken, we'll replace it, or that got lost, we'll replace it, or something else will replace it, we'll get something else. But the minute gone, that second gone, there's no way anybody can replace it. It's gone forever. And that is it. And that is a part of a person's life. What are his breaths? His breaths are portions of his life. Each time he's taken a breath, one portion of his life is gone. And every breath that is gone, there's nothing that can replace it. So, every moment that can be used in the way that is going to bring us closer to Allah Ta'ala, obviously we have our needs. We will want to take a rest, we will have need to eat, etc. All that is in its place. But that too done in the correct manner, with the correct intention, in the sunnah way, that too will become part of taqarrub in Allah, of getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. This is the beauty of our deen. Allah Ta'ala has made it so easy for us that at every moment in time we can be getting closer to Him. It requires the correct intention and the action in the correct manner. The correct action, obviously, the correct action in the correct manner, the correct manner would be the sunnah way of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa and the correct intention. And even that sleeping becomes ibadat, that eating becomes ibadat, that little light-heartedness with one's family becomes ibadat, whatever other aspects of day-to-day life that are necessary, that becomes ibadat provided it is done with this precondition. 
So the shukr, the shukr is of the time. The shukr is of every moment Allah has blessed us. And those who understood what this ni'mat is all about, then they, they used it in the way that they really took the full benefit of it. And they amassed the great wealth for themselves in akhirat. Every moment was something that was a invaluable thing for them. So they used it in that manner. And till their last moments, till their last breath, in Madina Munawwara is one very great personality that's buried, Sadat Muhammad Badri Alam Sahib Rahmatullahi, a very senior alim, very great muhaddith of his time, author of very great scholarly works. He was one of the very special students of Allah, Anwar Shah Kashmiri Rahmatullahi. He wrote, in fact, the in Arabic, in four volumes, the commentary of the lessons of Allah Kashmir Rahmatullahi of Bukhari Sharif. So he was resident in Madina Munawwara in the latter part of his life. Once he got very sick. He got so sick that those around thought that this is now the last moments. So at that time he was, prior to that, he was already bedridden. Bedridden, unable to move on his own. But he was still, he had somebody who used to be, he used to dictate to him, tell him, okay, certain Hadith Sharif, you'll find it in certain kitab and record that yeah, he was compiling a book for the general masses on a very simple level of Hadith Sharif Jawahirul Hikam so the student or whoever some person who used to assist him in it so used to tell him okay if that particular Hadith is going search that Hadith and record it then after he would now dictate the commentary of it and the explanation so now this was an ongoing thing was happening over time and then in this time he got so sick that it appeared that he might not even survive. In that time, while he is lying there and people around thinking that it might be his last moment, the person who was assisting, so with the indication of the hand, he wasn't even able to just speak loud enough. The indication of the hand, he called him forward. And then he indicated, so eventually the person realized he wants to say something, but he can't say it loudly, so he put his ear right by his mouth right by the Alam's mouth so that he could now hear what he's whispering so in that whisper he said to him that one more hadith is in a certain kitab that record it now so in any case that time passed he then came out of that situation he survived it he didn't pass away at that time again he became a bit better so some days later I said that day you were in this halat and your time was appearing that is now just ticking away, you got a couple maybe moments left. But in that time you called and asked for this to be recorded, to find this Hadith Sharif. So he said that too was a moment of time. And I also thought that I'm going. I also thought it's probably my last time. So I thought if it is my last moments, why should I let this time also go without something constructive being done? And I thought, why not record one more Hadith Sharif? Inshallah, I might get the Shafa'at of Sahib Hadith of Nabi Kareem Wasallam. So that in this last moment also, Inshallah, that becomes a means, Allah Ta'ala accept it. It becomes a means of gaining Nabi Kareem Wasallam Shafa'at. Now those who understood the value of that moment also, so this is how they tried to apply themselves and try to dedicate the time. So this is the aspect of shukr, shukr for the time, shukr for the time in these Mubarak places. These opportunities are 
purely Allah Ta'ala's grace, His mercy, His gift, it doesn't come in any other way. Many times the incident which the brother, Allah Ta'ala for his cover with Noor. He used to mention this many times once he had come for Umrah or was Umrah and he was on his way back or was he coming at that time, I can't remember and he ended up sitting next to somebody so they got talking so he asked the person either it was Ukraine for Umrah or whether coming back from Umrah or whatever because they were heading towards Jiddah so the person said no no he is going for some business now from whichever country it might have been Allah no? says so no he's coming for business to Jiddah so he asked him that uh, first time you come he said no no he comes numerous times and then he got talking about it further, he says, you've been for Umrah any time. He says, no, he hasn't ever been for Umrah. He's coming from overseas, comes numerous times all the way to Jiddah, on business, and person who, very wealthy person, in the conversation this came out that he's super wealthy, so super wealthy and came all the way to the doorstep almost, up to Jiddah, but never ever saw Haram in Sharifin. So so often mentioned this. So mentioned this is this is a glaring example that neither a person's ability, his wealth, his position, nothing brings him. It's only Allah Ta'ala's grace, only Allah Ta'ala's favor, Allah Ta'ala's kindness. So the consciousness of this is tehzar and ni'mat. One is to have a ni'mat, but to be conscious of the ni'mat. Sometimes the thing comes very easily. When something comes easily, then it is not appreciated as it should be appreciated. Not that it won't be appreciated at all. I remember one person was working in the madrasa. He was from India originally. And uh, he had been the cook in the madrasa for a while. Or 10, 15 years maybe. So he mentioned to me once. He says his grandfather in India had one box. Like how a savings box now, a small little box. And in that box he used to drop a few coins every now and again. This is his savings for Hajj. Now, poor family, little income, a little bit every month he was saving a few coins. He was saving a few coins and he was dropping it in that box. Now, end of the year, meaning when now the Hujjaj are getting ready to go, so now he would maybe look inside if it was something openable or with a he was just estimating. It's coming, So he would now try to see what's inside here. But obviously, now what was there? He was whether he was counting it or estimating it that it was totally insufficient for his expenses for Hajj. So carry on now. Next year, so now he's seeing all the Pujaj leaving, and next year now again carrying on dropping more coins. End of that, now the next year comes, Hujaj again, all getting ready, people are meeting, going for Hajj. He's checking his box again, still too light or hardly anything in there. He went on doing this, it was 30 years later. 30 years later that it became sufficient for him to go for Hajj. Now, mashallah, every person that comes for Umrah, comes for Hajj, etc., and when he sees Baitullah, even if he's come 10 times or 50 times before also, it's a very special moment. 
and it's a moment of acceptance as well. It's every person, alhamdulillah, according to his capacity, appreciates that moment. But definitely, what that person after 30 years every year. What he would have seen and what he would have appreciated, we can't imagine. Because of that year in, year out, 30 years, seeing everybody going and he can't, can't make, and that zeal is there. On his person had some thought in mind, inshallah we'll go someday, Allah Pak, make it easy, making dua also. But that extent of effort behind it and that meager income is saving something. With that zeal, I need to reach Baitullah someday. So what he will appreciate is with somebody who just now boarded a flight and came away. There's a world of difference. So the point is that when sometimes things are attained easily, then the appreciation is sometimes not as much as it should be. Not that it's not there, but it's not as much as it should be. So therefore, this istihzar and na'mat, being conscious of the na'mat. So one is the na'mat, person understands it's a na'mat, but the consciousness of the na'mat, that consciousness of the na'mat now, then will help him to appreciate it as it should be appreciated. And this, this istihzar is a very, very great thing. This is a very ajib thing. This is what actually everything is all about. Istihzar. The connection with Allah Ta'ala that the Sufi Kiram speak about and that they uh, highlight and the effort all that is put about about acquiring nisbat with Allah Ta'ala, this connection with Allah Ta'ala, it's all about istihzar. It's all about the consciousness, the constant awareness constant consciousness, Allah is watching, Allah is aware, Allah knows, Allah is all hearing, Allah knows what's in my heart as well, what I'm thinking, how am I applying my heart and mind. So that is all about istihzar, it's all about this constant consciousness and to the extent that that consciousness develops and that grows and that gets more <coughs> steady and firm, to that extent his taluk with Allah ta'ala increases. So among the things that create that istihzar also, istihzar of ni'mat and shukr. When a person is conscious of the of the ni'mat, he becomes conscious of the mun'im. When he is conscious of the ni'mat and he remains conscious of the ni'mat, then he will become conscious of the benefactor. That who blessed this ni'mat? Where this ni'mat came from? This is not my doing. This is not anything that it, anything can bring a person, nothing. It's purely Allah Ta'ala's grace. So this is that one very important and universal lesson of shukr. But then this universal lesson which is applicable in all times and all places and for everything. But that now becomes so much more important and so much more greater when the na'mat is so great. When the na'mat is so exclusive almost. The na'mat is so unique. So this is one aspect, the aspect of shukr. So the shukr is verbal shukr as well, expressing the shukr verbally. But together with that, the shukar of amal, that practically expressing the shukar by engaging ourselves in a way that Allah Ta'ala becomes pleased with us. Hazrat <laughs> is also one other thing he used to mention many times. He says some times people say, you know, they really enjoyed their, really had a very good stay, or they were very happy about their stay in Madinah Munawara. He says, MashaAllah, you were very happy. The thing to be concerned about is, was Nabiya Kareem Sassam also happy with my stay? 
So one is we are happy, we are feeling very good about our coming, Alhamdulillah. That too is something to be happy about. To so Allah's ni'mat, to be happy on Allah's ni'mat, to feel that excitement for it. But more than that is also another concern. That we came and went, like somebody comes to someone's house, and he stays there, and he enjoys himself, uses all the amenities, really had a great time. But in the process he was com- causing a commotion too, in the process he was now mm, conducting himself in a way that now was causing some damage to things. So after that, one week, one month he spent there as a holiday, he leaves and says, what a wonderful time I had. But the host, the host is feeling relieved, he's gone. The host is feeling that eh, this was enough now, more than enough. So it doesn't just mean that he was happy then everything is fine. He had a great time, everything is fine. No, no, it's, did the host also see him off happily? The host also felt very happy at his coming and happy at his stay. So likewise, how we are going to earn that, that bringing that happiness to the Mubarak heart of Nabi Karim Wasallam, that will be very important. What will bring about that is the istihzar of the ni'mat. That we remain conscious of the ni'mat. So this consciousness is a very, very important thing, very great thing, very fundamental thing. And the shukr, so one is the verbal shukr, as much as that can be done as well, that too is very necessary. And together with the verbal shukr, the verbal shukr is the form of the hamd of Allah Ta'ala, praises of Allah Ta'ala, expressing the shukr verbally. And then more important than that as well, is the shukr by amal. That now that na'mat is used in the way that Allah Ta'ala requires of us, that Allah Ta'ala wants us to use it. So this na'mat of time in the Mubarak places, how that is meant to be used, in the amal is supposed to be used. The very important aspect in all this is the month of Ramadan. The month of Ramadan, the amal that are special about Ramadan is the fasting, the qiyam. And in the Hadith Sharif that deals with this, when Nabi Karim Salaam gives the virtue of fasting, etc. Man qama, man imanan Two aspects are mentioned with it. He fasts, but what? With the quality of Imanan Wahtisaban. Iman and Ihtisab. And then further in the Hadith Sharif, Oman Kama Ramadana Imanan Wahtisaban. He stands for the Qiyam of Ramadan, the Tarawi Salah. Imanan and Ihtisaban with Iman and Ihtisab, then all his sins will be forgiven. Then further, Man Qama Laylat Al Qadr, Imanan Wahtisaban, Ufir Allahu Ma Taqaddama Min Zambi. So now Laylat Al Qadr is a super highlight. So now that occasion also with the same two qualities, Iman and Ihtisab, then the virtue of Ufir Allahu Ma Taqaddama Min Zambi. So Iman is the foundation of everything. Without Iman, nothing is going to be achieved. But then together with Iman is this one highlight that Nabi Akareem Salaam is repeatedly mentioning on each of the aspects. Fasting, Imanan, Wahtisaban. Qiyam, Imanan, Wahtisaban. Qiyam, Laylatul Qadr, Imanan, Wahtisaban. What is this Ihtisab all about? On one occasion, Nabi Akareem Salaam passed by somebody who was, oh, she was some lady, her son or child or somebody had passed away and she was crying not in the way that she, within the limits she had probably exceeded the limits 
So Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, any case, lengthy discussion, but just uh, so he cautioned her. So at that time, it was some person, rather male, he didn't realize who was speaking at that time, didn't realize in that emotion that it was Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that had now given the advice that took adopt sabr. So, in response, he said, you don't know what I'm going through, or something of that nature. So, in any case, Nabi Kirsasa went away. <coughs> Later, people explained who had passed by and who was giving that advice. It was more a shock. It was Nabi Sallallahu I didn't realize it was Nabi Sallallahu So, he came and expressed that, I didn't realize it was you. Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Sabr is at the first occasion when something really happens at that time a person what is the limits within that limit a person is allowed to exp- express that emotion that is part of insan's tabiyat and his nature has created him with emotions but there are certain boundaries and limits within that limit but beyond that limit that's not the that's not in order and on these occasions this is where it applies for tasbir Adopt sabr and then have hope in reward on that sabr. This is ihtisab. This is not in vain. This is not something going in vain. This is something which has tremendous reward from Allah Ta'ala. So in other words, with that consciousness of the reward, ihtisab. This is not just a something to go through the motions. Now Tarawi, 20 rakats now, just go through the motions. No, the ihtisab. Sometimes it becomes maybe a little bit challenging. Somebody is reading a little bit slowly. So now the whole tension is now when is going to make Ruku now. So the ihtisab gets lost in that. Whereas if it's taking a little longer, there's no sawab also. That's a different matter that the Imam, what uh, guidelines the Imam will be given. But whether the Muqtadi is waiting for the Ruku to take place or not, he's only going to take place when it's going to take place. If he starts wishing, I hope it happens now, it's not going to happen because he wished it. It will happen when it's going to happen. So he mustn't lose his ihtisab. That's a different matter that Nabi Kareem Sallallahu his guideline and hidayat for the Imam, man amma qawman fal yukhaffif, the person who's performing salah. Now this is a general salah that the Imam, within the limits of sunnah, not compromising the sunnah, within the limits of sunnah, he should keep it light. So the sunnah qirat, etc., that must be completed, the sunnah recitations in the ruku, sajda, the number of times that he should be reciting, that shouldn't be compromised. Without compromising the sunnah, he should keep it light. فَإِنَّ فِيهِمُ الدَّعِيفِ وَالْمَرِيدِ haja, Because sometimes there's some sick person in the muqtadi, there's somebody who's weak, elderly, etc. So to consider everybody. So in any case, the point is that this ihtisab, so all these aspects with ihtisab, and fasting is not just to get past the day. But this is bringing me closer to Allah Ta'ala. The ihtisab, one level of that consciousness is sawab. <coughs> so that too is there. After all, the various virtues that are mentioned in the ahadith of so many amal is forward. So that the shock of that amal develops by means of having in mind the virtue of it. That is there as well. But together with that, that this is a step closer to Allah Ta'ala. This is a step to get closer to Allah Ta'ala. So that is even beyond the thawab too. So that is ihtisab. So to be conscious of the ihtisab and to try and keep that ihtisab in mind, to keep that in heart. This amal is not just for the sake of getting done with something, just to get past it, just to tick the box now that this is done also. 
or is beyond that. One is something done to tick the box and the other is something done with a passion, something done to gain closeness, something done to earn some love. That is something else. So the box, box will get ticked off, but to now get beyond the ticking of the box, to do it for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala and to earn Allah Ta'ala's closeness, to earn His muhabbat. So this is that ihtisab all about. So this too comes again to that aspect of consciousness. We're talking about consciousness of ni'mat. So consciousness of the ni'mat of this blessing of being in Madinah Munawwara, of the, of the Haramain Sharifain, priceless gift and ni'mat and bounty of Allah Ta'ala. And when one is going to remain conscious of the ni'mat, he'll become conscious of the mun'im, of the benefactor. Allah Ta'ala is the one who has blessed this ni'mat. And that consciousness, inshallah, will keep us to engage ourselves in a way that Allah Ta'ala becomes pleased. Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala accept our coming. Allah Ta'ala make it a means of every khair and barakah and goodness for us in dunya also. And Allah Ta'ala grant us a special qurb and raza. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك الله لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم وعنت الوجوه للحي القيوم يا أحدا صمدا لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يقل له كفوا أحد جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهله يا ربي صل وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد صلاه تنجينا بها من جميع الاهوال والافات وتقضي لنا بها جميع الحاجات وتطهرنا بها من جميع السيئات وترفعنا بها عندك أعلى الدرجات وتبلغنا بها أقصى الغايات من جميع الخيرات في الحياة وبعد الممات إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا ولبنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاخفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, O most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Allah, forgive all our major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, accept our coming, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are totally weak, Ya Allah, full of faults and mistakes and weaknesses, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, look all our mistakes and faults, Ya Allah. Out of your grace and mercy, accept our coming, Ya Allah. Enable us to use every moment in a way that you become pleased, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, save us from doing anything that becomes displeasing to you, Ya Allah. Save us from anything that becomes a barrier from getting the closeness of Nabiya Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you bless us with the true ishq of Nabiya Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
bless us with the love of his mubarak sunnah ya allah bless us with ittiba'i sunnah of nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya allah save us from the ways of the yahud and nasara ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah ya allah Allah, we're making sincere tawbah from all the things that we have done, Ya Allah. That we're displeasing to you, Ya Allah. Allah, that transgressed the, Ya Allah, Mubarak way of life of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, all the sunnahs, Mubarak sunnahs that we trample, Ya Allah, we're making tawbah from that, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive us, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, grant us a true ishq with the sunnah of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahu al-Alamin, accept each one ziyarat, Ya Allah. Accept the umrahs of each person, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we don't deprive us due to our sins, Ya Allah. Allahumma la tahribna bisu'i amalina. Allahumma la tahribna bisu'i amalina. Allahumma la tahribna bisu'i amalina. Ya Allah, all those who are sinking them, shifai kamila, adila, mustamirra, daima. Ya Allah, remove every taste of their ailments, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whatever difficulty and hardship anybody is in, Ya Allah, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's wealth, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect each one's iman and amal, Ya Allah. Protect each one's life, wealth and honor, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, grant khair and afiyat to one and all, Ya Allah. Grant afiyat in deen, Ya Allah. Grant afiyat in dunya, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all trials and tribulations, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, blow the winds of hidayat, Ya Allah. Blow the winds of hidayat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, blow the winds of hidayat, Ya Allah. Allahumma hadina wa hadibina wa ja'alna sababan liman ihtada. اللهم اهد الناس جميعا اللهم اهد الناس جميعا اللهم اهد الناس جميعا اللهم اجعلنا هداة مهتدين غير ضالين ولا مضلين إله العالمين يا الله all those who asked us to make dua for them Allah those who have been wishing we should make dua for them Allah you fulfill each one's joyous needs ya Allah fulfill each one's pious aspirations ya Allah ya Allah remove each one's difficulties and hardships ya Allah grant each one the best of dunya and akhirat ya Allah Grant each one your special qurb, Ya Allah. Bless each one with the true strength of Iman, Ya Allah. With the bashashat of Iman, Ya Allah. With itminan qalb, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, with afiyat in deen and dunya, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. All that we have asked for, Ya Allah. Bless us out of your grace and mercy, Ya Allah. What we should have been asking for and did not ask, Ya Allah. Bless us with that as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nasaluka min khayri ma sa'alaka min hunabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين الحمد لله